Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, what's going on, people? This is another episode of the Line Fantasy Football Podcast, episode 53. I am one of the hosts of the show, Eugene. You can follow me on Twitter at Fantasy Genius. That's G-E-N-E-S. This your Twitter handle at Off the Line FF. And of course, I got my boy with me, Ike. You can follow him on Twitter at just underscore oh nine. How you doing today, man? We're we're in the first week of the playoffs. If your teams have been blessed to make it that far, yeah, uh, I'm good. I'm good. And it's actually just underscore Ike oh nine. So oh, correct yeah, my, my bad, shit. Man. My bad, man. <laughs> no, I'm playing. Uh, no, no, I'm not <laughs> man. Um, you know, it's I'm, I can't believe we're already at the end of at the end of the regular season. Uh, yeah, this 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 year is flying, you know, flown by pretty damn fast. A lot, you know, way too fast for my liking. But you know, hope you know, hopefully, you guys have a lot of playoff teams uh, still still in contention. Um, you know, and getting ready and gearing up you know, for 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 week fifteen. Or some of you guys have a bye week, um, and then you you know really have to stress about setting lineups or some of your injuries that you currently have, and you don't have to worry about things until week sixteen. Um, I, I know Gene can't relate because he's probably he probably has not that many playoff teams. I actually do. It's just the one. <laughs> it's just the teams that the 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 two big ones that were in. I didn't make the playoffs in either of those. One of them, I've, I was pretty much doomed after after uh, a quick start, and then the league that I missed the, the the playoffs that we have with some of the people I went to college with. Just, you know, a string of bad luck, man. You can't be the third highest scoring team in the league and you just miss the playoffs. Why why, why score all those points just to lose and not make the playoffs? Bruh, bruh. <laughs> I got I got fucking jerk Jarek McKinnon uh for yeah. for the for the must win game. Yeah. Crazy. And the and the crazy thing is about Jarek McKinnon is that he his matchup wasn't even that wasn't even good on paper. No. You know, against you know, against the Broncos and he just exploded. He had two receiving yeah, I think he had over hundred yards receiving and two touchdowns. Yes. Like it was just crazy. Yep. It made yep. no sense. And as a matter of fact, there was one league that I um I, I had a bye week locked up and then Jarek McKinnon happened to me, so I don't have a bye week anymore. So I have to actually play in the first round of the playoffs um in that league. And I you know, my team is good enough. I think I should be fine uh, making it to the championship. So, uh, but yeah, that's neither here nor there, though. <laughs> yeah, man, I just, you know, just embarrassing in those two leagues, man, because the the one team that I missed applause by the week 14 nonsense, that, I mean, that team was pretty good. I got, you know, I got Derrick Henry, Aaron Jones, Jalen Hurts, 
But the one thing that really screwed me, I didn't even think about this till just now, was the fucking T. Higgins fiasco where he sneaks on for one play, a third down play, and they're just like, nah, bro, you're done for today. Yeah. Out of nowhere. Yeah, at some point, like the NFL has to step in and 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 investigate like the Bengals for lying about injuries in their injury report because like this is the second time that this has happened. It happened against Baltimore earlier in the season, and now this week they just lie about injuries. They, I yeah. mean, I, I know a lot of teams are doing it, but this is two blatant cases. And I know we're, we're we may be talking about it from a fantasy perspective, and we may have a little. Um, a, a little uh, you know, angst and a little, little little anger, you know, towards the Bengals and and towards uh, you know, towards them from a fantasy perspective. But still, like, it's just it's 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 kind of frustrating. It's kind of frustrating, you know, whenever they deploy you know T Higgins for a play or two and then shit sit him down for the rest of the game. So yeah, yeah, that's just one thing that kind of kind of grinds my gears, so to speak. And and I know I wasn't the only one that needed that T Higgins to do something to make the playoffs. So. I understand your anger. Just don't go to his Twitter and start cussing him out. That's that's. Oh weird. no, it's not his fault. It's just yeah, Bengals for lying about injuries and yeah. yeah. So yeah, but yeah, to, to Gene's point, don't be a weirdo and and at <laughs> you. You suck! I can't believe you. You cost me a champion. You cost me a a fantasy playoff spot. I, I hope you. This. I hope your fucking mother dies. Yeah, like you know, they they they, they do all these you know, crazy death threats or whatever, and threat. You know, it's just it's just don't be a weirdo. Just, that's that's yeah. all I ask. Just don't be a weirdo. Yeah, but you know, it happens. A lot of my dynasty teams did make the playoffs, so I, I can't say that. Just redraft wise, it just it just didn't look that good this year. I don't yeah. know why. Yeah, two dynasty teams for me have made the playoffs, so we're 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 sitting we're we're looking okay in those. So we'll see we'll see how things play out. But no, let's go ahead and start the show. I did have better better luck in terms of prize picks plays. You no, know, just going and recapping those real quick. I went two and zero this past week with the Brady pass attempts over thirty seven and a half. I thought that was an easy smash because everybody in, who had, who has eyes knew that the the, the Buccaneers weren't going to be able to run the ball at all versus the top rush defense in the league. And sure enough, top got, defense they, in the league. Yeah, yeah, top defense period. And you saw they got down early and quickly. And Brady was out there slinging a rock, getting smashed, throwing picks, but we knew he was going to pass the ball a lot. So got that one. And then the Zeke scoring touchdown, I was kind of sweating that one because it looked like he didn't he didn't want no parts of getting in the end zone when he could have scored in the first half. But in the second half, they found a way to you know close that game out somehow because it looks like they didn't even want to win that game either. So yeah, but yeah, two and zero. Oh. Two and zero, nice one. And then I, I had Derrick Henry. Um, you know, anytime touchdown, basically that was easy. easy. <laughs> uh, he, he was playing. He was playing the Jags. He's playing yeah. the Jags. He smashes the Jags. It seems like he has the most success against the Jags and the Texans um, yeah. throughout his career. So uh, that was an easy one. And then Mahomes rush attempts. I'm sorry, Mahomes rush yards. Excuse me, that failed. Uh, he only had he had negative three rushing yards. Where you know, I think going into it, he had he had hit the uh, the seventeen and a half number. I think at least six times um, yeah. so far in 2022. So it was just, it was, I, I guess this was chalked up as, 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 you know, being an anomaly and it was a weird game because they scored 34 points. Um, and they, you know, but Mahomes kept turning the ball over. He threw multiple interceptions again. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I think he has 11 on the season, but yeah, it, it was just a weird game. Um, hopefully we can, you know, like I say every week, you know, if we when these things don't pan out in our favor, we watch the film, see what went wrong, come back next week, 
hopefully you know better than ever so that's that's what we're gonna we're gonna keep going back uh to seeing you know what you know what works and what what doesn't so yep. but unfortunately just didn't things didn't pan out the way we wanted them to yep and then real quick at the bowl predictions uh both of us failed mine was uh kurt, kurt christian kurt over 100 yards and a touchdown just t law wanted to throw the that my uh to evan ingram and and uh zay jones it was it was interesting how they were just destroying <laughs> destroying the titans with them too so yeah we'll we'll, we'll get to trevor lawrence uh here in a, little, in a little bit a little bit later on, on in the show but yeah, you like you told me on like you told me, like you texted me on Sunday. You just chose the wrong pass catcher. <laughs> yeah, I did, man. Yeah, I, you, I knew you it early. Your eyes and, and I knew it early. Pass catcher it was, it would have been either Evan Ingram or Jay Jones. Uh, I'm fine. <laughs> it was evident early in that game too, man. I was like, "Fuck, I picked the wrong person," but yeah. it happens. Yeah, and then my uh, my bowl prediction was Nick Chubb to score two touchdowns. Uh, that was a fail. Um, he had you know previously dominated the Bengals the last couple of games. I think the last two games. Yeah. That he played against the Bengals, he had multiple rushing touchdowns. Uh, that did not pan out this week, and I think it. I think it more so has a, has a lot to do with the the way the Browns' offense has been since Deshaun Watson's returned. And then we can go ahead and just get started with some of our you know you know just real quick takes from week uh, week fourteen. Uh, that Browns' offense hasn't looked that great um, mm-hmm. since Deshaun Watson's come back. I know Deshaun Watson you know could be a real a little rusty. Um, from from that long layoff, um, but you know how many games you're going to need, right? You, you've had you've had pretty decent you've had pretty decent matchups. Um, you know, you know the you know against the Texans, they're 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 really really bad. Um, and then, well, I mean the Texans the Texans secondary has been a little bit you know yeah. a little bit better. They've been a they've 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 been a lot better than people are giving them credit for for sure. Um, but you know the Bengals, I mean they're they're pretty beatable. Uh, J- Jacoby Brissett had a field day against them on Monday Night Football. You know they yep. dropped 32 points on him, but you know Deshaun Watson is obviously a much well. I don't want to say obviously, but I mean he is, you know, by all accounts a much better quarterback than Jacoby Brissett at his best. But he's not looking like it right now. Um, yeah. So there, that's a little bit of a concern for that Browns offense because they're, you know, the you know the reason why I chose the Nick Chubb two touchdowns was they should be getting into you know scoring position with a much better quarterback. Um, they should be able to run the ball um, a little bit better than they have, and they just—they're just not uh, getting that many scoring opportunities. So, you know, what do you think about Deshaun Watson's, you know, return so far? I figured it'll be a little slow. Um, he did—I mean, in terms of like passing yards, he threw more, but I know that that completion per- percentage is still low compared to what we've been used to. I mean, like I said, even when we saw him in preseason, he just looked rusty. He just. Because he hadn't played in, in at that time, he hadn't played in like a year plus. Now we're in the regular season; has been two or two full seasons. So I mean, this should be expected. I know we have him in a high regard, but just it's going to take a little bit of time. I know the Bengals' defense is you know middle of the road, so I figured, and it's a divisional matchup. I figured he'd be a little bit better, be hyped up to play, but I figured it still would be tough for him to you know just see this explosion that we're expecting from him. But it was good to see that he was running the ball a little bit more, you know, running out of the pocket and scrambling a little bit more in that past game. So it looks like he's just getting a little more comfortable being in the pocket and just, you know, playing against, you know, opponents. So it should be progressing. You no, know, just, you just got to be patient, honestly. Um, if you're in the playoffs, I, I mean, you probably have a, a adequate starter that, that took you this far. You have a decision to make because, I mean, this is a big time guy, so it's, it's interesting for these teams that held on to him this far and they've been in the playoffs, and they might have somebody else that's, you know, 
adequate to you know to carry him through e- each week of the playoffs for sure. Yeah, and if you have a if you have injuries at quarterback, um, you know this is it's you, again like to your point, you have a decision to make, right? I mean, are you going to start Deshaun Watson, you know, over guys like Mike White, you know, guys like you know Ryan Tannehill, guys like I don't know potentially Matt Ryan against the Vikings uh, this yep. weekend. Like, there's a, there's a lot of different quarterbacks that that may have safer floors because you don't know what you don't know what's to expect out of Deshaun Watson based on how he's looked the last couple, you know, last couple of games since he's returned. But we know that, you know, since he's such a talented player, he'll eventually figure, figure it out. So maybe this week or maybe, or potentially next week, he can end up having, you know, a, a breakout game uh, to, you know, and it can come at the, you know, the best, the best possible time for you um, when, whenever you're trying to get, you know, vibe, you know, vibe for a championship. Yeah. I know this week you'll probably have a, a decision to make because they're playing the Ravens at home and the over under is 38 and a half. So yeah, that's not pretty a lot low. Of points are expected. Yeah. yeah. They don't, so <laughs> because, because the Ravens quarterback situation is, you know, they're there in flux. Like, you know, Tyler Huntley left with a concussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lamar Jackson is still iffy with the, the knee injury. I don't even know who their third quarterback is. Anthony Brown from, from Boston College and Oregon. Oh, yikes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you know, quarterback injuries. I mean, you know, we saw a quarterback injury last night, Kyler Murray, towards ACL, like the third play of the game. Um, yeah. I'm sure that ruined a lot of people's, you know, playoff hopes um, in fantasy. Um, I know my, I, I know I had him on a team on, that we're in together, a league, um, a league that we're in together. Uh, maybe if you had like a, you know, a super, uh, you know, a, a superstar game, like a 40 point game, then maybe I would have had a chance to make the playoffs. But third yeah. play of the game, he was out and it was it was done. It was completely done. It's it's it's, it's crazy because I, I was watching the play. He was trying to make a juke move and then uh, gave out. His, his, his knee gave out. It was like, oh, shit. He, he just he just blew his knee out. I already, yeah, I knew yeah. Media was like, oh, yeah, this this is. This is this is a, a it's a tough scene, man. It's a tough scene. You hate, yeah. you hate seeing stuff like that, man. But um, but you know, from you know, bad quarterback play and unfortunate quarterback news to we let's talk about a quarterback that's been kind of lighting up the scoreboard lately. Jared Goff. Jared Goff is looking yeah. nice. He's yeah, looking man. nice. Um, he's got that Lions offense humming again. They're six and seven. I think they've won. I mean, they were one and they were one and six at one point in the season, and now they're six and seven. So like. They're they're a team that's squarely in the playoff playoff race. That a, a team that nobody wants to see. And then you know, Jared Goff just had another you know pretty good game. Connected on a couple of deep passes to rookie Jameson Williams. You know, welcome to the NFL. Yep. <laughs> that was his first catch. His first it was catch, first catch of his career was a forty yard touchdown. But naked. But yeah, wide wide ass open. So you know, what a way to start your career. And then he had a, he had another bomb to to DJ Chark. Uh, for like, yep. I think another forty yarder against that you know that Viking secondary that proves to be a, a very advantageous matchup for quarter for all quarterbacks for for all quarterbacks most of the season. But yeah, you know you know Jared Goff's been balling. What do you think about what do you think about Jared Goff? Um, just moving forward, like does he have like can you start him confidently in the fantasy playoffs? I mean, I know I'm, he has the Jets this week, but I mean. <sighs> Other weeks, I mean, what do you what do you think? I, I mean, I don't want to say confidently because he's definitely one of those quarterbacks where he plays really good at home and he's really ass on the road. They're on the they're on the road versus the Jets. I believe Jared Goff has only thrown two touchdowns in 
six road games. And then mm-hmm. um, at home, he's thrown almost, 20, I think, 20 now, 20 touchdowns. So against that Jets defense, I'm not looking to play him, even though he's been, he's been good this year. But I ain't playing him on the road. I ain't definitely not playing him versus the Jets on the road. Uh, week one of the playoffs, man. So hopefully, hopefully somebody can. You, hopefully you have somebody else, you know, suitable on your roster, or probably in, in waivers. But to, to go and you know, just kind of future cast Jared Goff. This is definitely somebody that he, I mean, he looks like he has a, a permanent. To me, he looks like he has a permanent spot, man. Like I can't imagine the Lions looking to move off from him next year, even though they could get off of him off his contract the beginning of next before the beginning of next year for like ten million dollars, but He's on such a cheap contract and he's an average quarterback. Like, I mean, like if you look around the landscape of the, of, of the NFL, like you can't name 20 good quarterbacks right now. Just so much bad quarterback play. Like you might not want to take a chance on, you know, drafting a rookie and depending on him year one, week four, especially with that type of roster that they have, they're pretty close to, you know, really making a push with all the pieces they have. So I would, if I'm the Lions, I would definitely be patient with them. And, you know, I'll be looking. He should probably be the start going into next year. Yeah. And his his, his cap hit this year was 31, 31.1 million. And next, and then so they're, so I'm looking on spot track. His potential yeah. out is 2023 for a $10 million dead cap hit. Um, but if they don't move off of him, his cap hit then will be 30.7 million. So, yeah. Um, I guess that's, I mean, that's right around. I mean, that's, you know, for starting quarterbacks, I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's on the lower end of the spectrum, especially mm-hmm. for starting quarterbacks. I think that's outside of the top 10. You know, think about, you know, sure. Three, yeah. Think about like three, four years ago, um, you know, that number was like stupid high for a yeah. first starting quarterback, but now it's like a bargain. So I think um, if they're really, if they feel really, really good about Jared Goff, I mean, he's only 28 years old. If they feel really yeah. good about Jared Goff, I mean, they can still draft the guy. Because they they have the Rams number one pick, um, <laughs> and they're and that's all for all intents and purposes going to be a top five pick. So I think yeah they can still draft a quarterback. They draft their quarterback of the future, and just in case they need to move off of them, maybe after next year, uh, yep. it'll be it'll be even cheaper, right? It'll be a five million dollar dead cap hit for twenty twenty four. So um, that's you know just kind of one thing to think about for Jared Goff. I mean that's you know that that contract right now it's still I guess it's still manageable um, for them, um, and it's still you know, they still have, you know, a high draft pick to do whatever they want to do because that, that yeah. team is definitely headed in the right direction. Yeah. I I would look at his contract like almost like a rookie deal. You just need to treat this as like how the how Phillies treated Hurts uh, and, you know, just tool up around him and see what happens, honestly, because $20 million base salary for a quarterback is fucking cheap. And this is this is like a, a NFL average quarterback at that on top of that. So. Yeah, I mean, they already have Jamison Williams. They already have Amaran St. Brown in tow, um, and DJ Chark is on a one year deal. So maybe they, yep. they add a maybe add a add another receiver in the draft, like maybe in yep. the second round, or maybe get, get sign a guy in free agency for for a cheap deal, or maybe resign DJ Chark for a cheap deal, yeah, uh, and then go for it and go for it. Yeah, that offense will because I think that team is they're ready to compete now. I mean, obviously they need to get their their, their defense needs to be a little bit better, but um, they're they're ready to compete. That they're Every single week, they look better and better. Yeah. And so the next, the next guy we want to kind of talk about, he made his return to the field, is J.K. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins made his return to the field. Had 120 yards rushing against uh, against the Steelers. He had a, he had a long run, I think a, a long 50 yard run, 
and there was a little something in his, in his <laughs> he had a hitch <laughs> yeah, he had a little bit of a hitch he had a little bit of a hitch i think that left leg wasn't wasn't fully extending out yeah riding out um there's still something there but he still looked kind of explosive going through the hole and when he was whenever he was running so he still looked pretty nice out there so i think you know he, he'll 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 um he'll have the entire off season to just to, to to really really heal up and you know to 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 get going um and we'll talk about him more you know, we'll talk about him more a little bit later but um but i i, I kind of like what i saw from jk dobbins i just wanted to i just want to go ahead and mention that but just let's go ahead and get get to our fantasy mvp and lvp of the week um and you know these these two probably won't be on on this list <laughs> many many weeks from now uh i don't know if they've been on the list at all this week or this year i know one guy in particular hasn't but uh trevor lawrence and uh evan Ingram will just have a tandem fantasy mvp this week they were the both the qb1 um overall qb1 and both over and the, and the tight end one overall um they they balled against the against the titans and that was a matchup i believe we circled um yep uh or that's that's a matchup that I was, at least I had circled and um, internally, and I, I wanted to make sure that you know I I got some I got some of that action uh, in DFS, got some of that action on Prize Picks. Um, you know, Trevor Lawrence, you just just tore it up. You know, had over had another three hundred yard game, but Evan Ingram though, <laughs> eleven catches, one hundred and sixty two yards, and two touchdowns. Like he was, he was the pass catcher to own. <laughs> the pass catcher to own against that Titans, Man. that Titans secondary. Uh, we, 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 you know, the, your, your logic for the Christian Kirk over hundred yards and a touchdown was because they were playing the Titans. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but Hey, we knew somebody was going to take advantage, but not, we did not even cut even dream of predicting this. Right. I mean, this, this was insane, uh, an insane, you know, volume, insane production from these two guys so fantasy mvp trevor lawrence evan ingram as a tandem and the fantasy lvp was a quarterback that played on thursday night Derek carr um played against a very riddled rams team at home you know the bright lights are on they got baker playing he's only been there for two days so he probably doesn't know anything of the playbook and you go out there and you throw for 137 yards and two picks and you blow the fucking game. You lose <laughs> to a quarterback that didn't even didn't even know the playbook. So the the big ass fantasy LVP goes to you, Derek Carr, for not winning a, a very winnable game. It's funny is that I saw on Twitter um, that night that, um, you know, ba- Baker made I saw somebody say that Baker Mayfield put on a game jersey before he put on a practice jersey. <laughs> And he, still, and he still went out there and and, and actually balled and went, went 98 with no with like i think less than two minutes left yes remember th- did you see them grittying when the uh the punter had punted it inside the five and you see the the uh the gunners they're like they're dancing around the boss is no, dancing that's, that's weirdo energy <laughs> true true weirdo energy man like <laughs> what is that about bro and then you uh, then you allow quarterback to go down 90 96 yards for for the game winning drive and on top of that, they're playing they're playing cover zero uh, as they're going down the field, and you let Van Jefferson beat the man one on one for a touchdown. Play, playing press, playing press <laughs> 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 makes no sense. But anyways, you know that's the Raiders for you. Fantasy LVP Derek Carr. All right, that's what they do. Let's get to cap or no cap, man. 
Y'all should know what cap means. It's another word for lying. So if I say the Cowboys lost to the Texans, Ike, you would say. That's cap. Even though they made that game very fucking close. And they could have easily lost. Yeah, they could have definitely easily lost if they didn't run that 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 wish that uh the QB option pitch that or it kind of looked like he didn't even know what the play was. It looked fucked up from the start, but yeah. <laughs> neither nor here nor there. All right. First statement for you. Start Mike White versus the Lions week one of the playoffs. No, that's that's uh if look, if if you if you're dealing with quarterback injuries like Kyler Murray and um, you know, if you're in flux with Lamar Jackson or if you're unsure unsure of what to do with Deshaun Watson, I think this is no cap. I mean, he has a good matchup and that pass volume has been up since he's been inserted as a starter um in New York. Um those those wide receivers are, you know, uh you know, the, the floor for those wide receivers has been raised. The Lions have They've given up the most fantasy points to quarterbacks, um, and they give up the third most passing yards. And, you know, his only home game uh, that he's played so far, at least um, in 2022, he had three over 300 yards and nearly 28 fantasy points um, in the rain against the Bears. So I, I think he, he he's in a good spot this week against the Lions. And, um, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't. Had, I wouldn't have any problems starting him. Obviously, if I don't have if if I don't have like a Mahomes, if I don't have a Jalen Hurts, if I don't have you know any of those top guys, you know Joe Burrow or any any of those other guys, uh, I you know if he he'd, he'd be a great streaming option if I'm in flux of quarterback. Yeah, I, I I I would definitely be thinking about starting him for sure versus the Lions this week at home. If if I'm in need of of quarterback play, so I'm definitely going to co-sign with you here and saying this is no cap in terms of. If I if I need to start him, I have to start him. Then I don't think I would have a problem starting him versus the Lions. All right, our second and last statement for cap or no cap, I can start J.K. Dobbins versus the Browns week one of the playoffs. Cap or no cap? Well, I mean, based on what we saw, I mean, why would you you know keep him out of your lineup? I think he's you know we'll have to see how he does in practice this week with any practice participation if he has any like soreness or any kind of lingering effects coming out of that game. Um, but by all accounts, it seems like he's, he's fine. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll see if he's like questionable or limited or anything like that this week, but this is a good opportunity to, to put JK Dobbins in the lineup. I mean, the, the Browns are 30th and rush DVOA. They're still bad against the run. They are still bad against the run. So it's, it, it, it's a good game, uh, for him. I mean, they, you know, they, they allow the, the third most fantasy points, rushing yards and yards per carry to running backs and the second most receptions. Now that may not necessarily apply to jk dobbins but just in case he's you know if if it's not even jk dobbins if it's like Kenyon drake or something in the passing game then those guys will take advantage of this porous browns um you know uh, run rush defense yeah um i think i'll lean no cap here um i know this past week we saw him handle about 40 percent of the rushing attempts which was you know the most that in the backfield i know because uh, edwards handled 35 percent, so it was pretty close it's good to see that he led the backfield in terms of rush attempts for being his first game back up from the IR. Uh, he also led the backfield in snaps played period at 43%. Gus Edwards was second at, at, uh, at 34% and Kenyon Drake was at 30 at 18%, but he did not get any targets. He didn't get targeted at all. I don't think he played. He didn't play any of the two minute offense. He played, like 20% of the long down distance. He did handle all the inside the five carries. So at least he's there for some of the premium touches. So you still got to be a little, still a little cautious with them because they're only hadn't trusting him to, to run the rock. But 
it's a good sign that they they definitely trust him with with the carries and with the workload that they had. And it should be interesting next week. I don't know who's going to play quarterback, but you just know that 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 game plan is going to be run heavy since it's going to be some some semblance of Anthony Brown or maybe Trace McSorley if he's still on the roster. It's going to be somebody that can't really throw the ball. So expect a lot of running. It'll be run, run, run. Don't even don't even play any of their pass catchers. It's just. You know, running backs, you know, Gus Edwards, J.K. Dobbins, Kenyon Drake, um, start them with confidence. So, um, but yeah, that's that's all I'm going to say about that. All right. So our next segment, Talk to Me Nice. This this uh, segment, we'll talk about a couple of matchups we want to attack and highlight um, for the week 15 slate. A couple of ones we'll just we'll, we'll go ahead and just briefly touch on. Obviously, Josh Allen versus the Dolphins. The Dolphins just got ripped up by Justin Herbert's, uh, you know, passing attack. Uh, um, in LA, um, but you know the, the Dolphins are allowing their most fancy points per game to quarterbacks, the eighth most passing yards, the second most rushing yards per game to quarterbacks. So Josh Allen likes to run the ball a lot, and you know in week I think in week two when they play the Dolphins in Miami, I think Josh Allen had over 400 yards passing, and so there he, he had a lot he had a lot of points in that game too. So I, I think this is a, another another smash spot for Josh Allen, um, and then another one is Derrick Henry versus the Chargers run D, uh, you know the Chargers. We're gonna we're gonna t- continue to attack the Chargers' uh, rush defense. Um, I know the Dolphins did not do a do a good job of that last week. Uh, Jeff Wilson got hurt. Raheem Mostert was rel- relatively ineffective, and offense is always ineffective. Tua was yeah. off, so if Tua wasn't able to complete passes. Um, that makes it really really hard for that run game to kind of get going. So uh, I think that game was kind of an anomaly. I think Derrick Henry will get on track against the Chargers run D, especially coming off that game where he destroyed the, the Jags once again. Um, the, you know, the Chargers are 25th and rush DVOA, fifth best matchup overall in fantasy for running backs, and they give up the most yards per carry. So um, those are those are two easy smashes. We don't even really need to touch too much on. But um, but one, but another, but another matchup we wanted, we want to highlight in circle was uh, Garrett Wilson versus the Lions. We did talk about Mike White being uh being a viable starter um in the first round of fantasy playoffs. Uh, Garrett Wilson is another another good another good option. Uh the, the Lions they allow the second most fantasy points um to wide receivers. Um also the second most receptions and the most the second most reception yards um per game. So um fire up Garrett Wilson. And if uh Corey Davis is out, Corey Davis is missing any time um due to that head injury that he sustained, dare I say, Elijah Moore. Elijah yeah. He he did lead the he did lead the Jets to targets last week. <laughs> he did he had catches for sixty yards. Um, so um, against that tough Bills secondary. So hey, I mean, I think better days could be ahead. At least at least in this week, if there was ever a week to pick up Elijah Moore and play him, it would be, it would be this week against a bad lines deep a bad line secondary. So those are a couple of ones that I wanted to, to briefly touch on. All right. So the first one I want to talk about is the the plotter from the Commanders. Brian Robertson versus the Giants. The Giants are 31st in rush DVOA. They've allowed the third most rush yards per game to running backs with 123 per game. Second most uh, yards per carry, 5.3 to running backs, and also allowed uh, the most receptions per catch or receiving yards per catch to running backs at 8.8. So you can also you know, have Antonio Gibson if, if if you need another running back, you could probably start him also versus the Giants. We just seen the Giants just get continually get gassed, especially late in the year with the injuries they've been dealing with. So I think you could put B Rob with confidence to you know get in the end zone uh versus this Giants defense. 
Boy, the Giants got just, just ripped to shreds against the Eagles yeah. last week. <laughs> they did, man. Every any and everybody. I know you're happy to see um, Miles Sanders, another person that that knocked me out the playoffs, especially that second run where he just ripped it off for like forty something yards, pretty much untouched. Just the whole game was just any and everything the Philly wanted. They they were able to do, and the Giants just kind of just laid there and took it. You know what's crazy is that I was not able to draft any Miles Sanders this year. I was not able to draft any Miles Sanders. Like people were beating me to the punch. And the thing is he was falling and he fell yeah. he fell to a point where it's like, all right, I'm gonna get him in this round. He'll be like my yep. secret third or fourth running back, and I'm just gonna like destroy people. And then he would get scooped up a couple of picks later. And I'm like, yep. yep. So, you know, unfortunately I was not able to if I if I got some Miles Sanders, um, I would probably have a lot more playoff teams. But um, you know, I still have, you know, over half the leagues that I was in, I was in I'm in the playoffs. But it could have been a lot more. It could have yeah. been a lot, could have been a much and, and he hit a milestone this past this past uh, game too. He Double went over a thousand yards. Oh, a thousand yards. Yeah, he went over a thousand yards for the first time this year, man. And double digit touchdowns. Yep. We we did talk about before the season started that we talked about the positive regression that was gonna happen come towards his way, but I didn't think oh. it was gonna I didn't think it was gonna look this good. But oh, that's a check. Yeah. <laughs> check. Uh, Ju- Justin Fields, top eight quarterback. Check. Oh uh, yeah, I think yeah. he's gonna finish. In, I think he'll finish as a top eight quarterback because I think he's. I think he's like top five now or something like that. But yeah, um, that's another check. And so yeah. you know, these some of these predictions, preseason predictions, are looking pretty good so far. Yeah, and one quick matchup I want to highlight real quick is Matt Ryan versus the Vikings defense. So possible pass catchers, Pittman. If you want to start Pierce, maybe, but definitely Pittman for sure. Vikings in the last five weeks have allowed. The most receiving yards to wide receivers, the most yards, fifth most yards per re- reception to wide receivers. I believe they've allowed the most receptions to wide receivers at 17 and the most fantasy points per game the last five weeks to wide receivers at 47 and a half. So easy smash in terms of if you want to start Pittman for sure, if you want to get a little freaky and, and start Alec Pierce, you could probably do that also. And you could probably start Matt Ryan with confidence uh, against the Vikings. Yeah, you 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 got to fade the. I mean, there's 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 defenses that were just fading uh, to oblivion um, for the rest of the season. The Vikings defense, the Lions defense, uh, the Chargers run defense, and the Texans run defense. Those are and the, the Seahawks versus tight ends. We'll have to we'll have to talk about that a little bit later. But those are defenses. And that we Seattle need. versus the run. And Seattle versus the run. Those are those are defenses uh, that we need to go ahead and continue to fade. Um, you know, until until you know until the season's over, because they are they can't stop anything. <laughs> yeah. no, even, even the Falcons are bad against the run. The, the Browns, obviously, we mentioned, are bad against yep. the run. The Giants are bad against the run. So all these Packers teams, are get, bad against Packers, the run. Packers are bad. They they've been bad against the run. And so there's a lot of opportunity there for for a lot of these um, in the fantasy playoffs if you're playing against any of these defenses. So if you have players going up against these guys. Um, good luck to you, man. Um, I, I see, I see uh, some success um, in your in, you, in your near near future. Yeah. All right. Thursday night football. 49ers versus Seattle, man. I know this is a playoff. You know, playoff is on, playoffs is on the line. On Seattle right now is fighting for that one of the playoff spots, and it looks like San Fran is probably going to win, possibly win the division. But this is definitely a divisional matchup with playoffs on the line. San Francisco is favored by three and a half. Uh, 43 over under. So they're expecting a few points to happen in this game. Like we've talked about, 49ers defense is really good. They're 
second in defensive DVOA, surprisingly, and the first is the Cowboys. So uh, we expecting San Fran to, you know, put the clamps down, especially versus the run versus Seattle. We know Seattle, they allow the fifth most rush yards, like we've already talked about. You can run against this team and allow the second most fantasy points to running backs per game. So I'm, I'm predicting CMC to, to go bonkers, especially when you got Brock Purdy under center. I think they've ran, I think they've rushed a higher percentage of the time when Brock Purdy's been in these last two games. So I just expect them to continue to run the ball uh, against Seattle. You got anything uh, in this matchup that you're looking for or expecting? I'm looking at George Kittle um, because Seattle is 31st against defending tight ends. And, I, I, you know, the last three games, you know, Kittle's you know, left a lot out there on the field to be desired. Maybe this is the week that he gets going. Um, if you remember last year against Seattle, at Seattle, he had 12 for 181 and two touchdowns. And so, um, you know, I, I've I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. I, I feel like at, soon, at some point, very, very soon, we're going to see that George Kittle like eruption game. And I think yeah. this is a good spot for it. Especially with Seattle being, you know, being banged up um, in on defense and reeling basically because they got ran over by the Panthers and they can't defend tight ends. So I mean, obviously yeah. the Panthers don't have any tight ends that can exploit that matchup. But George Kittle is one of the best in the league, and he's you know had had some success the last time the last time out. So I, I, yep. I'm looking at George Kittle to see if you'll have a bounce back game. And no Debo, so and, and no Debo Samuel, so that's more targets. Um, that's potentially funneled his way. Good, very yeah. good point. All right, so the next one we're going to talk about, uh, you know, the Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday games that we want to, you know, briefly touch on. There's a couple of ones that stand, kind of stand out to us. Uh, Dolphins Bills, obviously, we talked about Josh Allen, you know, having a good matchup against um, against the Dolphins. Um, this is just, you know, obviously the rematch from earlier this season. But we wanted on the Dolphins side, we kind of want to look look to see if uh, the Dolphins, you know, offense, how they're going to bounce back. Because this is two straight games that they haven't not, they've, they've been, you know, pretty much run over. Um, and Tua has been kind of off target on, on a lot of his throws over the last couple of uh, last couple of weeks. I think he's, you know, completing less than 50% of his passes where, you know, he was like basically the, the, the most accurate quarterback in the league prior to, um, prior to the 49ers game. So um, was there something that the 49ers defense um, exploited um, within that passing game and then the Chargers kind of continued on with that blueprint or are we going to see a, you know, a bounce back from Tua? I mean, Tyreek Hill is kind of gamed with that ankle injury. Um, Jeff Wilson's hurt. I think he hurt his uh, hip. So I think he's been listed as day-to-day, but I'm not sure if in this day and age, day-to-day doesn't mean day-to-day. It means like, yeah, is he going to, he's probably not going to play, but We'll see if he can practice this week and play. It's that, that's basically what that means. Their offensive line is banged up and they're not healthy. So we want to look at, you know, the Dolphins offense to see if they can bounce back because, you know, Tua has been pretty off off the last you know couple of games. Yeah, pretty much after the bye, he hasn't really been explosive like we've seen before the bye. So and is Jalen Waddle hurt? Because it was confusing. Like he hasn't really done much either. I can't tell if he's still bothered with his I don't know if it was like a hammy or if it was an ankle, um, but I kept seeing him going in and out of the lineup too versus the Chargers. Well, he was he was hurt against the uh, the 49ers, but I think yeah. he was on the field pretty. He was he was on the field for the most part against the Chargers. He just wasn't getting targets. Yeah, well, yeah, that too. So. Yeah, and he was he just wasn't getting targets. And then you know, anytime Tua would go back to the ball, there would be a lot of incompletions and 
Um, and then, you know, the, the one thing that we saw like early on in the game was like how close those um, those defenders were on the the Dolphins receivers. They like yeah. they were very, very tight window throws that, you know, to it kept having kept wanting to make. And then the DB was just like, well, just right there. So they ran a lot of man coverage and they were confident um, yeah. in there. So I don't know if, um, you know, I don't know if the Bills can do the same thing, but um, that's, that's, that's another thing. That's another thing to look at to, you know, to look towards to. Yeah. All right. The Eagles versus the bears with a 48 and a half over under. So we're definitely expecting a lot of points. I'm sure that Philly's team total is probably going to be hovering around 30, 32 points. My question is, is will the Bells, the Bears be able to move the ball outside of fields running? Uh, we know that Darnell Mooney's done for the year. He hasn't been able to connect with Claypool, hasn't been able to really connect with anybody except for what St. Brown, Equimini of St. Brown and, and Cole Komet. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what they do. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what they're going to be able to do in terms of passing wise, but I, I believe Fields will be able to run because, you know, the Phillies run defense has not been good at all this year. So, yeah, those are the kind of things that I'm looking at. Um, you know, the Bears run defense isn't good. The, you know, the the Eagles run defense isn't good either. They're both, you know, bottom 10, bottom eight in the league in rush DVOA. And so I think there's going to be opportunity for these running games to get go- to get going and get on track, which is why Vegas is kind of expecting points uh, to be scored in this one. And so, yeah, this is this is a game we look forward to. And then we kind of talked about the, you know, the Vikings and the Colts, um, you know, just, you know, in our previous segment, you know, Matt Ryan having a good matchup, uh, you know, because, again, the Vikings, they basically give up the cheeks to everybody, all, you know, quarterback, <laughs> wide receivers. So, so that's a good one. But one but a, but another but another matchup we're kind of circling here is um, the Cowboys versus Jags. We saw Trevor Lawrence and, and, and Evan Ingram have basically career games. So, can they stay hot? Um, Dallas is first in, the, in defensive DBOA, and they're the best defending tight ends. So, can is that is that something that I mean? Can we see Trevor Lawrence staying hot? And are you? And a question for you: Are you starting him this week, based on what you saw uh, last week and the previous couple of weeks? Because he's been pretty, been playing pretty well. I mean, I probably would. You, there's, I, I can't imagine being too many good better options than Trevor that's available or maybe on your roster. So I'll, I'm going to be playing them, but I'm going to be very, I'm going to be very cautious or very hesitant. Cause like I've said, the Cowboys defense is number one in DVOA. I mean, they can be had on in terms of running the ball, but we've seen, we've seen the Jacks not be able to run the ball the what past three, four weeks. Travis Etienne's not look good. The only running back that's really good, look good within the last three weeks running the ball is, as Jamichael Hasty, Jamichael Hasty doesn't touch the ball if, if ETN is healthy. So, good luck to the Jags trying to you know move this ball very effectively. But they're expecting a lot of points, so maybe maybe they will. Maybe he'll will stay hot. So, and then the, the next one we want to talk about really quick: um, the Bengals and the Buccaneers. Um, you know, we we talked about the T Higgins injury, how you know the, the Bengals keep lying about their injuries and whether or not a player is really really healthy or not. Jamar Chase. He's probably the lone wolf there. Tyler Boyd left pretty early with a hand and a finger injury. Yeah, broke his finger. Broke his finger like first the first series of the game. I actually had him in a couple of prop parlays, and that mm. you know that yeah. that that sucked. Um, <laughs> so Jamar Chase, I mean, he's he's basically the the the, the lone wolf there. Um, he's going to be getting at least fifteen targets <laughs> in this yeah. one, and and I know that. I know this game's in Tampa, and Tampa's going to be pretty angry based on 
what happened to them against the 49ers. Uh, and on national TV in front of the hoes. On national TV, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, obviously we're not looking to start any of the other Bengals pass catchers like like Irwin and, and Trent Taylor because why? Why would you do that? Yeah. Why would you do that to yourself in the first round <laughs> of fantasy playoffs? Like, don't do that. Um, so, yeah. But that's that's one thing to to, to really that's that's the biggest storyline honestly to to kind of like to to look forward. Yeah, and on the Bucks side, it'd be interesting to see the you know the conundrum that we've seen between Lenny Fournette and and Rashad White. Rashad White again this week had a lot a lot more touches than Lenny Fournette. I know Fournette didn't practice this week because he was dealing with that hip injury, and and we saw it carry over in the game. I think we saw Fournette. I think he had like six catches or something like that, but. Or, but he only had like six rushes compared to Rashad White. He had majority of the rush yard uh, rush share. So it should be interesting to see how they handle it this week. I know the Buck, the uh, the Bengals defense is is also pretty decent against both the run and the pass. So it should be interesting to see how you know Brady and the offense what they do. I, I mean, I expect Brady to throw, throw the ball a lot. I know they're going to want to win, especially like again, like we said, uh, they're fighting for a playoff spot. All the teams are still in the mix to make the playoffs. So whoever wins that division is, is going to be the lone wolf going to the playoffs for sure. So he's definitely going to want this game in in the worst way. So, but I mean, that's all the teams that we want to talk about this for this coming week of games, no buy. So now we get to be blessed with every team playing until, until the Super Bowl. So yeah. I'm excited, excited for Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Monday. Yeah. <laughs> Four days a week of football for the for the foreseeable future. So yeah. But should, I appreciate you should, should be fun. Should be a it fun one be. to look forward. I appreciate everybody, you know, tapping in with us. I know this past week we were out. I got bit with the COVID. The COVID finally got a hold of me. Mm. It didn't do it didn't do too much to me, but it did get a hold of hold of me in terms of, you know, my temperature was up. I couldn't really couldn't really talk. I was tired, so it was a very mild case of COVID. But I'm back. You could, you could, you you can still kind of kind of hear the COVID in his voice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but you know he'll he'll be back to 100 percent in no time. Yeah, man. So we're at the end of the show. So for what everybody I need y'all to do right now is please go to Destination Debbie Radio wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google. Rate, rate us five stars if you have if you're able to do that of course share with your friends you know let, allow them to, to intake this this amount of laughter and entertainment that we give to y'all on a weekly basis you know talking football fantasy football in that case and you know leave a review uh, wherever it is available so to to gene's point yeah leave a review tell us you know what you think about the show anything you anything you want to see from us any other you know new segment ideas potentially like any any feedback is good feedback for us, you know. Because we, you know, if we want to, we want to make sure we're giving you guys, you know, the best the best possible product every single week um, that we do this. So, um, you know, we 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 definitely want to hear from you guys for sure. And we, you know, again, we appreciate y'all tuning in and and, and lending us your ears uh, each and every week. All Gas Newsletter drops on Friday mornings. So if you don't have a subscription to that, please tap in with us. You can see us drop those. Drop that on on our Twitter account, or you can go to Destination Devi Twitter and you know subscribe to that and, and tap in with us in terms of all the information and good stuff that we drop on on those on Friday morning. So so again, we'll talk to y'all next week. Make sure y'all y'all uh, if you've made the playoffs, we wish y'all luck. I know I've got a, a lot of playoffs 
playoff teams I need to manage. I know I got the same. So wishing good wishes to everybody trying to trying to get to the money at the end of the season. Make sure you attack that waiver wire and you know get some W's, man. Peace out. Good luck. <laughs>